Okay. Now we're recording. Okay. Hello and welcome to another uh, plant-based podcast, <laughs> the name of which still eludes us, so we're just calling it something. Is it TCI Vegan now? Yeah, the Vegan. TCI, oh, TCI, TCI Vegan. vegan. Sounds good. So we've got um, Dan holding the microphone. So if there's any sound problems, it's my fault. I apologise in advance. We've got Karen training her for her half marathon. We're doing a seven-mile run this morning. Hey! And uh, we've got Neon Machine Tron Lynn Ultra Head Robinson. Woohoo! Um, so three amigos with us today. But no Tom. No Tom, sadly. No Claire, sadly. He has got a very good um, presenting podcast yes. voice. Very uh, enunciate. <laughs> very good. Uh, what's the word I'm looking diction. for? Good diction. Good diction. Yeah. Good diction. <laughs> yeah. Karen complains about some pop he's songs. Posh. He is posh, isn't yeah, he? He's well posh. A bit posher than us Yorkshire folk. Hold up. So to get here this morning, we've had to run the gauntlet. Through, it, through, it is Christmas. Through uh, the crazy town of Provo. And um, we went past like what was look, looked like a rave with some cops outside and crowd barriers. Um, and very exciting. Anyway, anybody listening? We're down at Northwest Point today. Well, setting off from Wheeland. Uh, my pad. And... We're heading up to Northwest Point. Lynn's Manor. Yeah, we changed. We changed the route for a change. My villa. One of my. I can't remember if he's been yet or not. He might be a future Airbnb guest. <laughs> Said he's looking forward to staying at my villa. <laughs> <laughs> so we like that villa. He might be quite disappointed when he gets here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yes. No Tom. No Claire. It's just the three of us. Just the three. Well, no, no, that two. two. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could change it then, though. If we could. Remix. Remix. <laughs> there we go. Um, but also, we've obviously had a shout out to Tom, which we said we would. Miss you, Tom. Miss you, Claire. Uh, but also, a shout out to. I, I like. Can we just go back to Claire? I like the fact that Claire said, "Oh, I'm in bed too late." It was ten o'clock when she texted. I noticed that. <laughs> I did notice that, Claire. Claire, I think the bed too late wasn't an excuse. I think it's the drinking too much that might have been the factor in all this of not getting up at four o'clock in the morning to join us. Um, is it that early? Gosh. No, it's five. Gone five now. Five. It takes, it takes a while to get down here in the countryside. For the listener uh, listening in, it's, it's still pitch black. We've got the stars visible in the sky. Beautiful stars. Um... And because I'm recording this on my phone and, and I'm a man, I can't multitask. I've yet to figure out how to record a podcast and have the, the torch on. So we're relying on Lynn's uh, Blackpool Illuminations. She's got a vest on that looks like she's the lead character from Tron. It's, uh, but it's doing us a favour and guiding us. Not only guiding you, but saving you. Yes. From the crazy drivers out here. And of oh. whom there are many, Lynn. And I think I might just have to get into single file. Yeah. For a moment. Yeah. So we're, we just have cars passing us with zero spatial awareness. 
But um, as Daisy said in The Great Gatsby, it takes two to have an accident. And thankfully, at least half of that exchange are aware of what's going on. So, anyway, all good. interested in my prom gear illuminating the skies right now. It is an awesome vest from Knox Gear. Nox How do we gear. spell Knox? N-O-X. N-O-X gear. Okay. Yeah, Knoxgear.com. Cool. And they light up your life. Big shout out to um, Knox Gear. <laughs> and I've actually also got my other running light on my chest strap light. And that was from Decathlon. Decathlon. But with the flashing red. The, the Tron, back. the Tron light is uh, literally like just two like LED lines across your shoulders and across your back. But then flashes different colours. <laughs> Did you just snort? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm trying to run and breathe. <laughs> of late, I've started laughing with a snort at the end, and I never used to have that. I don't Ooh, know where that's uh, come from. You must have caught that off somebody. Karen. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. No, but it would have taken longer than that. To I know. Have picked up that habit. It sounds like that could be a habit from a, one of your new friends. Perhaps, or I could be sort of, you know, as people do when they get older, start snoring. Oh yeah, maybe. And. Uh, snored for a while babe. Karen yeah Karen can testify I've been snoring for a while sorry cap her oh yeah cap her. I purr in my sleep <laughs> so anyway back to another big shout out to our <laughs> number one fans number one podcast fans all the way up in Montreal big hey. shout out to the Montreal crew yeah we've got Stoney and Marie have been itching they've been counting the days big shout Stoney and Marie since the last podcast, I think we're on now 33 days. Wow. Yeah. So the pressure was on. So even but someone left us, Lynn. They did. What did he lost his phone as well. What did oh, you go? I was doing talking then? about me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I did leave you. The, I left the, you for three weeks. The glue in the gang. Yes. Apparently, they can't cope without me when I'm gone. This is true. Um, so, and just recap for the podcast what you've just achieved in those three weeks. Yes. Yeah, so I went to Cambodia, and I did a multi-day stage race. With an awesome company called Global Limits. Big Check shout, Global Limits. Yep. And they do multi day stage races in Cambodia, Albania, and Bhutan. And I've just done the one in Cambodia, 138 miles over six days. Cool. Uh, accumulating at the, the finish was at Angkor Wat, the iconic Angkor Wat Buddhist temple in Siem Reap. And tell um, me, did you die from protein deficiency? Uh, <laughs> I haven't yet. Brilliant. <laughs> Did you recover quicker than you would normally? Hell yes. Oh yes. Did you wear your vegan runner's oh, top with yes. pride? I certainly did. Superpowers. Yep. And then, after a few days in Siem Reap, I topped it off with a absolutely fantastic retreat just outside of Siem Reap called the Harry Haralea. Yoga and meditation retreat. Big shout, Harry Haralea. And what's the, what's the significance of that name? Uh, it's something to do with the the land that they're on. I can't remember now exactly. Okay. He did, Joel did tell us, but I've forgotten. <laughs> um, you can Google it probably. Um, but anyway, it was amazing. 100% vegan and gluten-free food. Um, the weight that I lost on the run, I think I... Put back tenfold with all the food at the retreat. It's, it's called gains, Lynn. It it's called gains. gains. And it was good gains. Yeah. The food was so good, we would, I think pretty much everybody would be going back for seconds, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Cool. And it was amazing food. Um, but just an amazing place, good energy, 
really good activities yoga meditation chanting breath work and then all the other things in between laughter yoga dancing dance ecstatic dancing erotic yeah. dancing yes exotic, Exo- exotic and erotic <laughs> and ecstatic ecstatic uh, cold ice bath plunge pool um meeting cows and their babies doing jigsaw puzzles drawing playing music uh, fire pit ceremonies it was amazing cool just amazing and how many were at the retreat uh, so it was about 29 i think at the retreat but okay yep yeah 29 30 okay they do them um pretty well every every six they do six days on four days off yep then we'll do another retreat they get pretty booked up yeah the accommodation was so cool just very basic very simple I chose to stay in one of the three open-air bungalows. Yeah. And got your bed with a mosquito net and just no walls. It's like on a raised platform with a thatched roof. Yeah. But you're not enclosed. It's all open. Like a pagoda? Yeah. Is it a pag- pagoda? But Is the, that the, the one? The thatched roof was quite low down, so you, okay. had, you, know, you had that little bit of cover. Did you, did you have any guests in the thatch roof? I did not. I only asked because well, actually, when we went to it, it um, India once, we uh, had uh, we, we went to a, a nice hotel, but it had a thatched roof right. where we were sleeping. Uh-huh. And whilst we were sleeping, we hear this uh-huh. like a bit of rustling. Yeah. So we get the phone out, shine a torch because I could work it then, and um, we saw what looked like a little ah, oh, what was the it was right. a, no, it, 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 no, but it looked a bit more like a chinchilla type rat. Right. Anyway, it's just staring at us, chilling, <laughs> eating the roof. And, uh, and Karen, <laughs> Karen was like, yeah, let's, uh, let's try and get out of here. Cause... No, Karen was not like that. Dan was like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan was like that. We became known as the rat couple. <laughs> so we uh, asked reception to be they moved. They laughed at us. <laughs> and uh, we got a, a nice upgrade, thanks to Ratty. Oh, so, oh, but poor Ratty. But I, I don't think Ratty was sort of moved on. I think Ratty still chilled. Didn't hurt her, so he could get his place back again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We didn't hurt him. No, no. rats were harmed Good. in that story. Yeah. Good. But yeah, no, it was a that was an amazing place. Um, seeing Reek itself, you know, busy, small city, but you get out and look at the temples, go on a temple tour. You get a little bit templed out, to be honest. Yeah. I think I was more tired out from the. Temples than Templing. The run. <laughs> did you OT? I did OT, yes. Over temple. Um, but I love food it. in Cambodia. Pardon? The food, the vegan scene oh, was excellent. It was amazing. Yes, uh, if anybody wants a good go-to resource for finding vegan food, Happy, Happy Cow. cow. <laughs> yeah, big <laughs> shout out to Happy Cow. Is the one. That's where I found all my vegan places. My favourite one being called, one called Vibe. Vibe Cafe. In the centre of Siem Reap, amazing food. And then I also checked out the Peace Cafe. Cool. I hung out there on my last day because I had my suitcase with me. Yeah. And I just hung out there and laid on the bench. You know, they, they got like, these bed things yeah. that you eat your food on. Cool. And uh, a couple of other places as well. Uh, Roots Cafe, that was nice. Yeah, Roots, man. Yeah. So, what kind of things did you eat? Well, a bit of everything, really. 
Um, the, well, what was your favourite? Well, Vibe Cafe had some amazing bowls. They had a nice ritual bowl. They had a, an amazing uh, quesadilla. Um, what was in the ritual bowl? Oh, there was tempeh. There was... Oh, I can't remember. I had a little bit of everything in there. Um, it had some really nice... Uh, death? Like, yes. No, <laughs> definitely not. No, no cows in this ritual. Yeah, no death. Um, but, you know, sauerkraut, um, pickled other stuff. It was just so tasty. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember what was Umami. It. it was amazing. And smoothies, that smoothies were good. Um, and then, uh, what else? Oh, pancakes. Had an oh, eggless omelette. Nice pancakes. Yeah. This is making me hungry, this talk. <laughs> there's, another, there's another little restaurant called Artillery. Cool. Uh, there's one in one of them in Phnom Penh as well. I never made it to the one in Phnom Penh. Yeah. But the one in Siem Reap was nice. Not so, completely vegan. Yeah. Um, they do, I think they had a little bit of meat on the menu, but they do cater pretty much. Morning. Morning. Hi, morning. Uh, another runner out in the dark. Yep. Hardcore. Yeah. Only the yeah. hardcore yes, he's, here. He's pitch black, he doesn't even have a light. <laughs> All we saw was a, a white t shirt running towards us. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, running from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, artillery was really good. Nice food. And then. Uh, I didn't make it to the other. There was one that I saw. Actually, it was the retreat. That's the staff that, uh, that put out a flyer for it. Yeah. And it was called FYM. A vegetarian and FYM. place. FYM standing for F-U meat lovers. Ah. Notice I didn't use the full word there. No. So, yeah, I never made it to that one, unfortunately. F-U-M. But, uh, should it have an L at the end? Yeah, I was going to say, unless, they, unless they've hyphenated it. Yes. I think they may have hyphenated it. Yeah. So, F-U meat lovers. Um, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, um, Lynn. A bit of tailwind there. <laughs> Dan, blame it on well, me. Well, uh, I was going to say, you know when you go running, like your body does all these functions, etc. So, hardcore runners, um, obviously go through various digestive processes etc anyway the, the point is um i've got this mantra that says if you're not farting peeing pooing bleeding crying enough you're not training hard enough so and that's then, why i justify and let my and never trust a fart and never trust a fart exactly sorry I'm did weird. you trust that one <laughs> i did yeah <laughs> i've perfected the art now perfected the art of the fart <laughs> the art of the fart <laughs> So, that, why do I feel that's a book title, Lynn? I know. <laughs> the um, prediction is 2020 is going to be the biggest year ever for, for veganism. Farting. Oh, yes. It is. Right, yeah. They said that about 19 as well, but obviously 2020 is going to grow that. on that. But I think that was right, 2019. It was, yes. It? Yeah. And I'm intrigued because plant-based news had a video yesterday showing... For January has a vegan video. Veganuary, not for January. That I think it could be <laughs> like a different not thing. Yeah. Veganuary. <laughs> have an advert out on TV. The January monologues. Really? And it comes out tomorrow. Yeah, Woo-hoo! yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. But I watched a video yesterday of famous vegans' reactions to it. Yeah. And they're laughing but horrified. Oh. Ah. So. Interesting. I'm not entirely sure what this is, but it has got airtime. Cool. So we need to look out tomorrow yeah. for the TV advert. And it was crowdfunded as well. So they, they put out a crowdfunding 
thing I think it was like minimum they needed 40 grand for it oh, wow. all the producers and and whatnot have um, volunteered their time but they still obviously needed to pay for the airspace advertising time and uh yeah but this is progress that the uh advertising standard has allowed this yeah don't know what's in it but yeah because you know the uh, advertising standards authority will go oh no the the farmers lobbyists would complain about it like they did with the tesco's advert and the kid complaining about the vegan sausages but uh, no, I'm excited by that, and, uh, and I'm hopeful for the future. The more I think about it, apparently more people sat down to a vegan Christmas dinner this year. Five million, apparently. Apparently, that's a lot of people. It is. I, I'm not Whether sure. Whether that is completely vegan, or, yeah. Right, At least a, a vegan guest. A vegan, yeah, or even just vegan, more vegan options. Yeah. So they might have substituted. I don't know. Yeah. Turkey for top. Tofurkey. Turkey for turkey. <laughs> incredible and the Bosch boys have two of their vegan cookbooks in the top 10 Ooh, cool. on Amazon wow shout well, out of, to of the books. Bosch boys yeah big shout out Bosch they just started a programme didn't they do it and they've got a lot of TV series now I yes it starts Sa- soon yeah right. Saturday or Sunday morning at 9am wow. so on ITV for those of you watching in the listening in the UK check it those, out get those uh, TVs turned on and watch out for Bosch so, hashtag vegan mainstream. Yes. Vegan mainstream. There we go. We are the future. <laughs> I feel like I should go into song. <laughs> we are the future. <laughs> we are the world. We are the ones to make a better day. So let's start giving. Yeah. I kind of want to apologise yeah. for Dan singing there. Dude, my singing's awesome. Uh, well, it may be if you wasn't running with him. I hear tumbleweed. Too bad, Dan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we had. We should tell everybody about our vegan Christmas. Oh yes. Vegan Christmas dinner. Well, vegan Christmas day. Yes. Getting up. Okay, so this is pretty much unheard of for the non, also the newbie vegans. Lynn, perhaps less so because she's hardcore. <laughs> now, remember, kids, there's always someone more vegan than you. So anyway, we get up on Christmas day, four fifteen, and meet the rest of the V gang. Um, and basically like bash out uh, a five, was it a 5k? Five miles. Five miles, almost 10k. And it was, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use artistic license and say that I can swear on this podcast. So it was pissing down. Shit, t- what was it? Ten sheets to the wind? Whatever. Some chilly as well. Tom turned up with his little jacket. Yeah. So um, we were, I think we were all smuggling peanuts. That goes for the guys as well as the girls. And it was, yeah, thermoclines as you go through certain areas of the, of the run. So, but it didn't start raining. It started no. the dark and the dry. Yeah. And then it rained half of the It rained before the run, before we all got up. And then stayed nice for us to gather. Yeah. And then started raining throughout the run, didn't it? Yeah, so but it's um, liberating. This is the Turks. It's warm rain. It is. It is pleasant. Even when we say it's cold, it's not. <laughs> For those in Montreal, it's definitely not cold. Actually, you know what? I was a bit chilly in bed last night. I had my sheet over me, but I was nearly, I nearly had to get up and turn both of the fans on. <laughs> but I persevered. Fair play, hardcore. Just because I had three dogs in the bedroom with me. Yeah. But anyway, back to Christmas Day. Yeah. So, um, so there was a whole herd of us um, herbivores just. Uh, meeting up for a Christmas Day run, attempting to earn our Christmas dinner, and 
went up a few new hills. Ray took us. Ray was one of Lynn's friends that we've met in person. I've met him on Facebook and now had the luxury another, of meeting him fa- uh, personally. And another vegan runner. And so we uh, had a bit of a guided tour from Ray and tested us with some hills. Wait, that was the second day. Oh, didn't we go out there on oh, Christmas yeah, Day? No, no, we, we went up to his house. Christmas Day, house. on Christmas Day, we went yeah, up, up we to the hill. Sorry, it was one hill. No, and then Dan and Ray went off to another hill. Oh, right? sorry, it was two hills. So I was right all along, then. Ah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, but you, you made me it. doubt myself. You were still confusing it with yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was just really good to sort of have that sort of Christmas Day energy, running with great people, getting a bit of exercise in, using our body. I know it sounds smug for all those people sitting on the couch and listening to this and thinking, okay, people have choices. This is true. But um, if you are one of those people sitting on the couch and listening to this, um, just know that I absolutely hear you and relate to you because I was that person. person. And I still remember the first time. And to be fair, we were those people yesterday. Yes. (laughs) Um, When I was able to run 15 minutes nonstop. And that for me was a real breakthrough. So. If you're thinking oh, about we've all running, been there. Lynn, have you been there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Lynn was born running. She oh, came, no, she was I running in running. utero. Oh, I actually <laughs> like running at school. I uh, I tried to get out of it. Uh, in fact, my when I was 16, my report card from my PE teacher. Watch out, we've got what's Lake. ahead. Uh, my PE teacher on my report card said to me, wrote down, I still have it. Lynn needs to make more effort if she wants to get fit. Yeah, I second that. So that was my 16-year-old me. And what do you think a PE teacher would say? <laughs> I don't think, I think she'd be turning in her grave. I'm assuming she's in her grave, I know. Um, she was pretty old back then. <laughs> I thought you said she was an old bat back well, actually, then. <laughs> but do you think psychologically her saying that spurred you onto something? Well, what was your know, trigger? It, did, it took a while longer. It took until I was 25. And my two colleagues, well, actually one colleague at the bank, suggested to me and another friend that we come join the, um, the beginner's night at the local running club. So I reluctantly went. I, am, I was amazed that people could run a mile without stopping. Wow, yeah. Um, but it was a good crowd, good social place to be. A lot of encouragement from the faster runners. And they, the faster runners would all take it in turns each week to run with the slower runners to encourage us. Yeah. And so it was just a really good place to be. And that's how I started my running. Brilliant. Yeah. Something similar with me. I never liked running. I, I hated it. I used to get my sort of exercise or cardio from team sports, rugby or Wait, football when refereeing. I first met you, you did nothing. I did nothing by way of cardio. I, lo- I like the gym because I'm vain and I like pumping iron and looking in the mirror and going, hey, look at those veins and biceps. <laughs> well, you didn't even do that when I first met you. <laughs> um, Come on, Dan. Okay. What? Didn't I look gorgeous? No, <laughs> it's the answer. Anyway, but the point well, is... I think you went through a stage, you did it beforehand, and yeah. kind of, you, weren't, you went through the phase of not doing it when we were first together. Yeah. And then we moved out here and you got back into it. Yeah. But, you know, as a story to lifestyle. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's very difficult to find the time, yeah. the energy, the inclination. And once you stop, you enjoy not doing it. Yeah. And then when you start again, you realise what you've missed. Yeah, well, I stopped running for about seven years when I moved here. Wow. So what did you do in the seven years as a hobby? Like, uh, past time, probably drinking, it's probably... Yeah, drinking. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, I was working, diving. Yeah. Out out, up every morning. Didn't have time in the morning. Well, I 
did have time, I just didn't make time in the yeah. morning. Um, you know, diving in the day, you can't run after diving. Yeah. So I'll let your body defizz. Diving is um, exhausting. It is actually, yeah. So, you know, I just had other things I did. Yeah. Um, nothing particularly that energetic. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a couple of friends, Kim and Rachel, that suggested we start running together. Yeah. So we did. And that was probably about 10 years ago now. Wow. And then got did, uh, I did the marathon in Costa Rica and then did the New York marathon the following year. Wow. And then Chicago and then Boston with the bomb. And then I got into the ultra marathons. And uh, God, I'm honored to be in this group. <laughs> It's an honour to have you. Oh. <laughs> Respect. Because we were all in your position once, Karen. I remember training up for my first half marathon, which I think was the Great North Run in Newcastle. I hope there's less hills in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. I was not an actual bond runner. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how sort of uh, priorities change and focuses on life change and directions in life change. Yeah. I'm not. I would probably still say now I'm not a natural bottom runner. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not fast. I never will be. Sweetheart. 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 Yes. yes. Sorry for the listeners. That's a private joke. Actually, well, we'll share it with you. It's Lynn's mum shouting at her whilst Lynn was running a marathon in York. In York, and um, there was a code word for saying hi to Lynn because everyone's going to call Lynn's name. I had my name on my shirt. And I think it was Sweetheart, wasn't it? Yeah. But, but Lynn was in, in the zone and ignored it to the point where Lynn's mum was literally screaming, Lynn, Sweetheart! So eventually, yeah, um, they acknowledged each other in the crowd. And then what did my mum say? Flipping it, she's doing really well. <laughs> and I did actually do my fastest marathon then, 3.32. That's it, motoring. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, back to the... Back to Christmas? Back to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Chopping and changing. I know. Um, it's, the to, it's the way to keep people drawn in. Fair play. Because we tell them half a story. Yeah. And then we go off on the tangent somewhere. I think and I've, they're thinking, oh my God, I still need to hear the rest of this Christmas story. And I've uh, probably got ADD as well, because uh, <laughs> it doesn't help. Anyway, so, so yeah, we uh, go for... It was a really long day, Christmas Day, but long in the sense of uh, we did a lot with our time can we shorten the story Dan effectively we went for a run <laughs> Dan and I came home and we prepared for the evening uh, other people did other more useful things right, like doing jigsaw and puzzles did jigsaws and helped puppies I read some books I read a book oh yeah I cleaned the puppies out and then in the evening we had nine people come over to ours and we had a vegan dinner feast feast a feast. feast we had vegan pigs in blankets that were so real at one stage one guest said are those real? Yeah, and we were like, ah, yes, vegan. they are, but they're vegan. <laughs> so um, we copied a lot of recipes from Bosch. Big shout out to Bosch. Bosch. And like everyone brought something. Yeah, everyone brought a dish so as we well. Had, we started with uh, a hummus, which was lovely, and a guac with crisp. And we had Ooh, the, oh, the uh, mushroom pies were really nice. Uh, mini mushroom pies. And fake pate, pate, faux pate. Oh, that was good as well. With toast, so that's what we filled up with. The pate was what was it made? The pate, right? Uh, mushrooms and lentils. 
and beets to give it the extra oh, sort of real colour. And then vegan butter on top, so it genuinely looks like a real animal-based pate, but it's all plant-based. And then for the follow-up, we had incredible salad and kale salad and courgette salad and we had a lentil wellington and roasted jackfruit then everything so baked pigs in blankets we had brussels sprouts two ways one plain one with almonds roasted mushrooms and almonds uh we had roasted parsnips mashed potatoes roasted potatoes vegan gravy vegan stuffing carrots it's amazing I'm salivating. And we're still eating it two days later, <laughs> all of us. Uh, and then pudding, we had an amazing uh, apple tart. Pear, was it pear? Apple? Apple, pear. I thought it was pear, wasn't it? Or maybe it was Claire apple. said apple. Oh, did she? Okay. Uh, and a vegan Christmas pudding. And then we all rolled home. Yes, literally. Literally. We had handmade crackers made out of reused well the old toilet rolls what's the name of the toilet roll oh what a crap oh what a crap big shout out to oh what a crap oh what a they, crap yep yeah. 63 so this this company is a australian company that if you've heard of tom's they're a bit like tom's so they give a percentage of their profits to provide toilets to people around the world and they have a couple of products. They have face tissues, kitchen roll, and two different types of toilet roll. One's a premium made from bamboo, and the other one is recycled. Um, and they're incredible. As new rolls go. As new rolls go. Yep. Yeah, and the crackers were incredible. Like, um, like Patagonia in terms of, uh, big shout out to Patagonia, a, uh, an ethical company. Are they? Yeah. I didn't know this. I thought they still used down for their fillings. No. What do they use? Uh, man-made stuff, I think. Or plant-based stuff. But there's other brands out there. There's Save the Duck. Yeah. Which all our Canadian listeners will. Big shout out to Save the Duck. And then Wuxley. Wuxley. A Canadian brand. How do we spell that? Uh, W-U-X-L-Y, I think. Okay, Wuxley. Yeah, same. Big shout out to Wuxley. Same, so there's a lot out there. Same thing. Brilliant. So yeah, there's a lot of cruelty-free options out there. Um, so there is no need for any of this animal abuse and all that gubbins. Um, but no, in terms of having a full-on plant-based feast Christmas, we had we ate like kings and uh, had some great company. And talked a lot of rubbish as we do. You can't tell from this podcast because it's obviously highbrow intellectual stuff. Um, but we had really corny jokes in the Christmas crackers. One of which was... Lynn, can you remember your joke? Okay, Karen, can you remember a joke? What did Adam say the night before Christmas? I don't know, what did Adam say the night before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve! Oh, bum bum! Um, Lynn? Oh. Come on, Lynn. There was something about 
Santa Claus getting his, oh, Santa getting stuck in a chimney and being claustrophobic. Oh, Lynn, you can't say the punchline in the middle of the just oh. joke. Yeah, but I couldn't remember the full joke. So. <laughs> now, survey says, Lynn, you're fired. <laughs> and it was never very good at jokes, anyway. I think, what did Santa say when he was caught in the chimney? I'm claustrophobic. Yes. Claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. Anyway, all right, so I guess it's my turn. Um, I've got to think of something. Um, what did uh, my, my Cyrus have for Christmas? Uh, what did oh, Miley yes. Cyrus have for Christmas? Twerky. 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 I think that was my joke, wasn't it? Um, okay, I've got one now. Why does Hunter have so many garden utensils? So he can ho ho ho. ho. Guys, I'm supposed to deliver the punchline. This does not work yeah, when you, you ask the question. When you sweep the rug it. from beneath my comedian comedic feet. Where did Santa send his overweight? Elves? Oh yes, to elf-, elf Farm. Yeah. Yes, he's only meant to be funny <laughs> in the delivery, and I think we're messing this yeah, up. Con- yeah, context-wise, it's uh, a little bit of a awkward uh, pause at the end there while we all <laughs> contemplated. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I hear tumbleweed. But anyway, it was an awesome Christmas. With Secret Santa afterwards as well, which was fun. Oh, yeah. Actually, I was the only person that stole a gift. Yeah. Because the gifts were so good, nobody wanted to... Well, actually, no. The gifts were... Why didn't nobody steal? Because they were probably happy with their lot. Yeah, but then it should be up to somebody else to steal, right? Whether they're happy with their lot Because you're competitive, Lynn. The rest of the night... Lynn's not competitive. What gives you that impression? (laughs) No, I'm not. Come back, Lynn. Come, Lynn, come back. <laughs> that would have been Tom. Yeah. Dashing off into the distance. Dashing in the distance. Oh, what? That's open. We're not very good at this, are we? So we had a, um, going back to our Boxing Day run now. So we... Um, oh, yes. So On all of us... Hours, four hours of sleep after Christmas Day. Yeah, so we went to bed. Everyone went to bed late. Well, late for us because we went to bed about, I don't know, Wait, maybe... midnight. Midnight, eleven late, o'clock. Late for me because I had to travel all the way back to the country. To the countryside. And so everyone got in pretty late, but the hardcore amongst us were like, "Yeah, let's go running tomorrow as well because we're mad uh, and we're hardcore and we're beasts and we can do this and we can prove to ourselves that we're not really lazy." So we actually agreed to meet the following morning. It was initially going to be five, and then we thought, "No, let's go crazy. We can meet at five thirty and have an extra half hour in bed." So we met at five thirty. It was Ray, Lynn and myself, and we set off to, I think there was a bit of sort of like cajoling on all three of us by saying, let's do a bit longer than what we planned, or let's hit some more hills than we planned. So there was a good bit of internal competition going there. Um, you know, three runners who were a little bit competitive, shall we say. Um, and uh, it was really good. Saw some beautiful sunrises. I uh, ran up some challenging hills. Um, when I say challenging, they were they were just uh, a pleasant change from the flat flat runs that we get here in Provo. And when you run, run X number of miles, the and then stick Sorry, on some hills. Just for you. Yeah, well you're welcome like to chip in. Lot of. <laughs> I've never been down here. We're running down. Oh, haven't seen these lanterns either. So for the listener, there's like we're running down the, uh, the driveway to the Northwest Point Hotel, and there's some like little lanterns on the sides of the road. So 
pr- quite pretty. Fairy lights around palm trees. And fairy lights around palm trees, yeah. So, Karen, yeah, this is your podcast. Feel free to let us know what you'd like to say. Well, I, I'm just interjecting <laughs> when I feel that you're taking over. <laughs> when you feel I'm talking too much. Yeah. Which is quite a lot, because I do talk which a lot. Actually, he's got, he has got the foot. So. <laughs> okay, that's okay. But the, the sun is coming up now, guys. <laughs> and Dan's still talking. <laughs> but anyway, it was a good run. Yeah. Almost 13 miles on Boxing Day. Yeah. A big Christmas dinner. We felt like the professionals should go out and just do it. You know, like when you go skiing yeah. and you're with a beginner and you're doing blues and reds and they just want to go and dash down a black. Yeah. So we let you go and dash down your black. Cool. Thank you for that, for that Karen. That was very <laughs> considerate of you. Or was it just so you could stay in bed? No, it was consideration, Lynn. <laughs> but also my programme said rest Yeah, yes, that's true. So I've got this programme for my half marathon and... Do not deviate. <laughs> so it's become a bit of a running joke as to what the programme says. So today that's why we're doing a seven miler. So it's like Ameri- the program. American Werewolf in London where you don't deviate from the path. <laughs> Stay to the path, okay. my friends. So <clears throat> the area that we're in now, Northwest Pines, just next to Northwest Point Reserve. And I actually spent many a day here last week oh, coming back and forth because my dog Mickey went missing uh, week last Thursday uh, he went AWOL, we was out on a nice little walk, he got spooked by a car he ran and he never came back which he's, it's been a long time since he did that, so it surprised me I don't know where he went I, I think he was still hiding out in these bushes right here Yeah. <coughs> so but was it down this path? So it was down the... On the right. So, yeah, it's a bit dark. There might be a big puddle down there, so I'm not taking you down there right now, okay. Um But that's, that's the path just to the right of the, the road at the end here. Okay. It's a lovely sandy trail that goes all the way down to the beach. And we could have a quick look to see if there's a puddle, because we haven't quite hit our... I don't know we have are you trying to deviate again, Lynn? Well, bring thinking. her back. Bring her back. We, uh, no, we need to get an extra point one. Um, we're not going to reach our seven miles if we just turn around now. Anyway, go back, back to Mickey's story. So Mickey did go missing. <laughs> focus, and focus. He was gone for three whole nights. And I we was... We think he was just having fun. Was it three nights? Thursday night, Friday night, Certainly, night, certainly yeah, three days yeah. at least, yeah. So yeah. dude was probably chilling in Aminyara. Yeah, probably. Getting fed very well. Right, let's just do a quick sharp right here and just check out the puddle. But when you have to do like a fraction of a mile, there's a car. Hold up, yep, car guys. Then so. come back, come back. Sorry. Can't hear you. So this is the uh, this is where I pack my car right here. Okay. Yeah. You can't drive to the end, but I usually park my car here and then walk down here. It's a beautiful little trail. Absolutely beautiful. Um, but then he got spooked and he ran. And he kept running. Well, I don't know where he ran to. When he went into the bus somewhere around here. So, uh, many days, many hours were spent down here looking for him running around. Okay, I think we can turn back now. Sure, yeah, well, what have we done distance-wise? Well, we've done 3.64. Okay. So we did, so I think that's about it. 
Yeah. Yes, because yes. it is beautiful down here, Karen. Yeah, it's a cool run. It's really nice. It gets a little bit sandy further to the end when you get up to Northwest Point. But doable. But this bit is nice. That was amazing. Down Come left, Bean, because that's going to be slippery. I've got to get you. I was amazed when I was in Cambodia how yeah. many sandy trails there were inland. The sand, white, pure white sand like this. Wow. In the middle of Cambodia. It's amazing. So some of the routes I was running down really reminded me of running down here. I wonder what the geography was back in the day then to create this. Yeah, yeah I don't know about that. Perhaps it's like my book I'm reading. Oh my gosh. Perhaps. So I'm reading Robert Harris. Oh yes, you said. Second Sleep. Yes. And it's now transpired, so it's like a dystopia. And it's transpired that the Earth ended in 2025. Ooh. And... It's restarted and we're listening to the story from 1463 and they're trying to learn what happened in the past but without upsetting the church because looking into the antiquities is heresy. So what happened, guys, what happened? And they're amazed by things like uh, there's some heretics that found plastic and things to the west of Hounslow suggests that we had crazy flying things. So the west of Hounslow is Heathrow yeah. and aeroplanes. So it's amazing. And then they are bewildered by electricity to someone. They just went in the 14th, 15th century, just went to a, a lecture by someone who was creating electricity. And the guy got arrested for heresy. So this is crazy. Wow. And I think there's a big moral there. And there was a paragraph about the mobile phone and how it ended civilization as we know it. Oh, God, yeah. It has. Oh, that was something else I did on the retreat. A digital detox. It, the, the whole of the retreat, you had to hand in your phone your electronics. <laughs> did anyone sneak in a, a, a silent one? No, I don't think so. Okay. And so it was a digital detox for the whole of the retreat and... It was so nice to just be off the grid yeah. from the phone, from yeah. social media, from everybody. Yeah. And I didn't realise how much I would like it. Yeah. And I wish I could do it more, yeah. and I should. And what I need to start doing is switching my phone off at a certain time at night. Yeah. And then not turning it on until a certain time. You know, turn it off at 8 o'clock, turn it on at 7 or something. Well, you control it rather than it control you. It's yes. like, it, it's, you know, it, it sounds extreme, but I think people, ev everyone today is addicted to their phone. And it's, uh, if you're, you know, conscious and aware of what your behaviour is and how you're spending your time on your phone, um, you know, if, if you can control it rather than it control you, that's only a good thing. I yeah. find for me personally... I have, to, I have to do that. I'm, I, I, I spend far too long procrastinating on my phone. And when I need to get things done, I like I'm studying or reading or whatever, um, I would just put the phone down and have a countdown timer for an hour where I would literally just study for an hour solid. So I don't even look at my phone. Um, so... Good because it affects. I don't know about you guys, but it affects your concentration. Yeah, it does. like it's very hard if your phone's next to you. Yeah, to sit and read for an hour. Uh -huh. Yeah, without going. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if I've got something. Yeah, yeah. If it goes ping. Yeah. So I turn it upside down or move it out of my eyesight completely. Yeah, it's good. And put it on silent. 
and it took a bit of getting used to but it's like with all habits literally you just as soon as you start using like um doing the habit um and being aware that you're doing it it just becomes second nature so it made me realize or made me remember that we do have time for stuff yeah we just waste so much time yes doing the stuff like being on Social, social media. media yeah scrolling scrolling through messages and and photos and feed and, and it doesn't make you feel positive that's the irony isn't it i know <laughs> look through this and yeah. particularly at this time of year yeah when not everybody has family or they're grieving uh-huh. or they have mental issues or they've got food issues and they scroll through some food and people reporting to be happy with family yeah and it can be quite a, a dark dark place it can so but anyway, if, any, if I haven't said happy birthday to anybody just recently, it's because I'm not looking for that stuff anymore. <laughs> I might post something, yep. have a quick, quick look, and yep. then I go off. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to sit there trawling through, oh my God, who's got birthdays today? I've got to wish them happy birthday. Yeah. Or who's got engaged or whatever. Yeah. If I haven't liked your posts, if I haven't acknowledged them. It's not personal. It's not personal yeah. at all. Yeah. It's because I'm finding better things to do with my time. So don't be paranoid, people. We, you are in our thoughts, but not in our actions. <laughs> <laughs> but I follow some people on um, Instagram. One is a guy called Max Manor, who's a, an American guy, vegan, very into sustainability and less food waste. And his wife, Anusha Faulkner, again, is a, is a um, uh, eco sort of activist. And they do a 48 hour digital detox every weekend. They go off their phones. I should try that. And I think they're trying to encourage everyone to join in and do that. But then how would we get in touch with each other for (laughs) run? Yeah. Well, I guess you organise it on on, in the weekday, in the week. Yeah. And honour that time. And And sometimes it's difficult because, Dan, because you run your business. Yeah, if you run your business, it's, uh, you know, it's a bit hard. I'm not making excuses, but, you know, if you have work on during that time, you have to be available. But perhaps it is just a detox off social media. Yes. Turn off the notifications. Yes, definitely. Log out. Yes. So it's harder. Yeah. You can still do WhatsApp. Even, even delete it if you can, if you really want to. Yeah, I deleted Facebook off my phone. Did you? Yeah, I just go oh, into it um, uh, via the sort of browser right. on my phone. Uh-huh. It still only like takes two two steps, yeah. but it's extra steps that yeah, I would have yeah. done had it just been an app. Uh-huh. Um, so it's got in uh, that realm of hungry ghosts Gabor Mate book. He says talking I'm re- I'm about. I know, I'm, I'm jealous. I really want to listen to it as well. So uh, he says about um, addicts and addictive behaviour that you can't necessarily um, go from being an addict to abstaining. Um, that's just sort of an unrealistic expectation set, uh, that's just set up to fail. So he, he talks about harm reduction. So if you're addicted to social media... Rather than removing the app, uh, you know, rather than sort of like not going on social media entirely, you know, remove the app from your phone so you've got you've you're got extra steps and hurdles to go through in order to get to that. So it's basically sort of harm reduction. But this is not complete addiction to zero. This is just for forty-eight hours. Yes. Yeah. And again, that's uh, it's just getting healthy habits. You know, these. This is why I don't tweet. I'm yeah. not on Twitter because I don't want to get into that rabbit hole of tweeting. Yeah, or there's always um, new things coming up on yes. TikTok. Don't know what it is. Oh, I don't know that. Anyway, <laughs> having said that, Jane is on Twitter at potcakeplace, potcakeplace.com on Twitter. And the guy from Star Trek tweeted a video 
Yeah. Uh, mentioning Pocket Police. Cool. Oh, yeah, George Tapai, George. What's his name? Oh, uh, Dr. Sulu in. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, he tweeted. Cool. Yeah. But there are, like, I know I, I feel like I've been very negative about social media. There are things like this that yeah. are very good. Yeah. yeah. So I use Instagram quite a lot for knowledge. So yes. travel knowledge, yeah. vegan knowledge. Uh-huh. And it, it's useful. So it can yes. be used in a productive way. way. Yeah, I use it mostly for networking now. I use it to spy on people <laughs> and uh, try and use it to, again, get be productive and positive. But encourage as well. And encourage as well, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, Lynn, what do you think of the book? Uh, the uh, the Gabon Matic? Yeah. I like it. It's very good. I'm, uh, the, it's great because it's an audio book. You can listen to it when I'm driving the car, when I'm doing the housework. And shout I'm... out to what you use? Audible. Huh? Audible. Audible. Yeah. Shout out to Audible. Audible. It's, it's something like $7.99 a month, but you get one free credit, one free book every month from that. And then they have little sales on now and again as well. So I've just bought three books for $3 each. Brilliant. So if you take them off on your hard drive, and, and how does it, does it work? Is it an app or is, an can app. it be used yeah, on your computer and your a, phone? Or? Well, I've only got it on my phone. It's an app. I'm not sure if you can listen to it on your computer yet. Yeah. But I, I guess it's like Spotify, yet. is it? Yeah, it must be like Spotify. So, but it's good. Big shout out to Spotify. And I know that you've said you, and I do like a book as well. Yeah. But I've found at least now, sometimes it's hard sitting down with a book. Yeah. And the distractions. Yeah. Whereas with Audible, listen to it on my way to work. Yes. Wherever I'm driving, I'll just put it on, listen to a bit. Uh, and rewind if I zone out a little bit. Yeah. Or if I want to listen to that paragraph again, just rewind and, and listen. Yeah, there's a lot of times in our day when we could easily multitask, like we're washing dishes or hoovering or making a bed or running. Yeah, exactly. When you can listen to something as well, other than reading a physical book. So um, it just gives yeah people efficient options for their time uh, use of time. But equally, I think also being still and without any form of external influence is good as well you know not like running without headphones or going for a walk and you hear yeah. only nature that's what i usually do yeah i very rarely run very very rarely run with my phone yeah i usually just like the silence all the way through cambodia i just ran just listening just waving to the people yeah uh, you know just taking in the sights and the sounds connecting yes exactly with nature yeah I find it very difficult to overcome Excuse the listening me. to my just the amount of tailwind there from <laughs> my breathing. Yeah. Like it scares my right. my heavy breathing <laughs> scares me. And scares it's like, us as well. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is oh no, I'm struggling, I can't do this. Whereas if I can't hear my breathing, I'm out of that psychological zone. Yeah. Does that sound weird? No, 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 no. It's uh it's, but again that's sort of you know being aware of it and, and you know, you've, you've progressed so much and so well now that, you know, you shouldn't let your breathing, you know, however you perceive it, affect your, you know, running technique. Yeah. Because you're, you're absolutely like competent, yeah. Well, anyway, the other thing that we did at the retreat was a day of silence. Yeah. And that is something else I would like to do more of. However, it's a bit difficult when you're working on a dive boat. <laughs> or working at Pot Cake Place looking after puppies and 
answering tourist questions. Or having a shiatsu massage from a blind man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, that was nice. As everyone does. Had a, yes, had a, had, on my day of silence, I was scheduled to have a shiatsu, Japanese shiatsu massage <laughs> with a Cambodian blind man. <laughs> and so I did have to break my silence just very, very briefly with like two words. Um, Not there with the yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so, yes. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was amazing. It, was, you, it made you think of things more mindfully. Even eating. Yeah. We were asked to be mindful with our eating. Make sure you chew at least 20 to 30 times. Wow. Um, you know, put your fork down between, between mouthfuls. Yeah. We're always, we've always got the fork piled up. Yeah. Ready for the next mouthful. Guilty. Uh, we eat quite quickly, and whereas we should be slowing it down, mindful eating. Also, this is a Buddha phrase, by the way. Bu- Buddha uh, says to be mindful of your eating. Yes. It's not just Lynn being wise. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is. It is good. We all we're all in a rush. We're all chopping down our food as quickly as we can, and uh, and that doesn't help with the digestion. Yeah. So, well, you know, the day for silence was so good that nobody really wanted to speak afterwards. <laughs> so, I, shall we do a silent podcast? <laughs> yeah. An hour of saying nothing, idea. just, just huffing and puffing. Reminds me of those things online where you can buy... Well, I think a, that a, happens a, after 60 minutes on the <laughs> Cuts <laughs> off. You can buy, buy a fart in a jar. So, uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah, just nothing. Um, apparently... I've not bought one personally, but I hear, I hear you can. So for the listeners, um, the, where we started running, it was pitch black and stars in the sky. Now we've got some uh, orange, um, some blue, some purple in the middle between the orange and the blue and the silhouettes of the hedges and the um, trees on the horizon. And it's looking like a gorgeous day. Yes, I'm diving today, so I hope so. Where are you going diving uh, today? I'm not sure, I'm diving with Aqua TCI. Yeah, big shout out to Aqua TCI. Yeah, Aqua TCI, I'm working with them today, so don't know what they're going to have me do and where we're going. Cool. But I'm sure it will be fun. Spontaneous. Absolutely. Cool. Do you know who you, like, how many are on board? Um, like, if it's well, going to be a big, uh, big usually, lot or It's, only, it's small not a very group. big boat, so yeah. there's usually no more than eight or nine divers. Okay, yeah. Um, when I'm on board, it's usually because there's either some training going on or yeah. uh, you know, they need extra staff for the additional stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, they don't need me. And then... Uh, oh, I, when is it? The 30th. And 30th Bryony, is Monday. Bryony asked me if I could do a private mermaid on Monday, but I'm already working somewhere else. I used to be a mermaid... Like, I used to be a werewolf, but I'm all right now. Are <laughs> you allowed to say this, Lynn? What? That you were a mermaid. Oh, you've ruined the myth now. There, oh, gosh, there's so many children oh, listening to this. Children. And they're thinking, a mermaid's real. Yeah. They're, they're real, but no, well, Lynn's just... No, I am real, but I grow legs. <laughs> when I get on land, I grow legs. This is true. Yes. She's like a real-life aerial. <laughs> a bit like Splash. Yeah. yeah. Daryl Hannah. Oh, I used to fancy Daryl Hannah. What's well, she been in since then? I don't recall her being in any major films since then. Wait, wasn't she in Aquaman? Yes. Oh, no, she was also in Kill Bill, I think. I think she had an eye patch. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, I'll take anyway, it back. So Sorry, Dow Hannah. Still am, fancy you, though. <laughs> I am currently watching Britney Runs a Marathon. Oh, oh. What do you mean currently watching? It's not, it's not like a soap opera. Well, I can't watch it on it one go. I've got to just... Because, you know, I'd had to get to bed last night. So ah, so you started it's watching like, it late? No, I started watching it yesterday afternoon. What? No, yesterday morning. Dude. Listeners, it's a movie. But then I had to go to work. So, as for the listener... Britney Runs a Marathon is a film. It's probably only like maybe an hour and 45 minutes long, yes, but only... Lynn seems to have uh, like compartmentalised it to a soap opera. No, because I have things to do. Oh, well then... I watch a bit and then I go to work. Ah. I come home, I watch a bit more, then I go to bed. Surely um, you should sort of sit down and watch it. Yeah, if I had an hour and three quarters to sit down and when... watch it, I would, but yeah. I was busy doing my jigsaw puzzle last night. <sighs> and yeah, no, I can't that's do no a excuse. jigsaw puzzle and do... You can easily movies. do that. That's like two two things that even a man could do. <laughs> but anyway, it's a good movie. It's a very good film. Yes, it's very funny. Based yeah. on a true story as well. So listeners, if you haven't heard, uh, sorry, seen it, it's uh, it's called Britney Runs a Marathon and it's a really cool film. You'll love it. And it's on Amazon Prime, which I didn't think I could get down here. Most of the movies don't work down here. Yeah. But I actually downloaded the app on my phone. Cool. And this one did work. Oh, it might be un-geo-blocked. Because sometimes, you know, like, they, they geo-block these and then it sort of... Right. They then have um, legal contracts in place with those um, uh, telephone providers to carry the data. So I better watch so, it quickly then before, yes. they, un- before they block before they un- it. Yes. Yeah, before they geo-block it. We are watching Unbelievable. On Netflix. Netflix. True story. What's that about? Oh, it's the... No, what is it about? It's about a serial rapist, crime... Uh, story. Well, cri- crime... Yeah, crime story. Unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. And it's scary. Really? Yeah, it's really quite... Um, it's it like a, a thriller. No, it's, a no, new it produ- it's a new production. Out the latter part of last year, this year? Sorry, right. this year. Is it a British one or... American? US. British? American. American. US, yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's really well produced, well acted, well written. Uh-huh. Highly recommend it so far. We're about four episodes in halfway. Because we sit down and watch, the, watch them in the entirety. <laughs> so we uh, I get on my bike when I watch uh, Well there you go You can even multitask further You can put in a, throw in a jigsaw And you can watch it And on your bike um, So we Have four episodes in And there's eight episodes in, in total And it's well, they, they pretty much end All end on a cliffhanger So it's really uh, Get back into it Yes um, But that, again That's a good thing to watch I watched it on the plane on the way to uh, Cambodia. Well, yeah. actually, on the way to Shanghai. Yeah. New York to Shanghai. I watched uh, yesterday. Oh, that was I, I liked it. I wish I'd gone to the film festival to watch it now. Yes. That was a fun film. Yeah, so Danny yeah. Boyle directed that. Right. And I was... Um, was it Richard Curtis wrote it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. I'll just it. check to see if you're still recording. Okay. I think it turns off at 60. No, it's still recording. Okay. Anyway. Well, in case it does turn off at 60. No, oh, yeah, we're, we're on 58, 44. Okay, so just in case it turns off at 60. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you yeah, very much for listening, for, guys. Um, we appreciate your um, and tuning in. And do contact in. Lynn if you want us to talk about anything specific. <laughs> <laughs> am, I the, am I the now Any questions? Or? Yeah, you're we're, the admin. I'm like the we're here. admin. Yeah. Contact me. You know where to find me. If you don't know where to find me, you'll figure it out. Yes. Have a great day, guys! But just in case it doesn't stop at 60... We <laughs> We've got 40 on. seconds left. Have we? So 
to, yeah. we don't really want a podcast over fifty, though, do we? Do we? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Karen, full of energy, okay, wanting so, to continue. So shall we? Shall we call it off then? No, we? we can. We can. I think we call it off. Run it up until the sixty. Right. Okay. Anyway, we'll keep going. Uh, <laughs> hope you hope you listen to this as well, Tom. Um, and Claire. We did miss you, and Claire. Oh, we never invited Ray. He's a vegan runner now. Next time. Although we did want to keep it small, right? Next time. Yeah, next time. Cool. All right. Uh, now? Wait a minute, we've got like. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we're going into red now oh, on okay, the, the so time countdown display. Okay, so that's it then, guys. Thanks Thank for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Christmas.